TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, is Tell Del Tuesday. And as always, for the last 30 years, we bring on someone that has an interesting story that we think you can learn from. Now, what's interesting in this story today is it's quite a bit different than the average Lifestyles member. And in that, I believe that there is an opportunity to let a certain group of people, as in age group, as in political affiliation group, as in a a different group than our main core of members, uh, which are pretty politically conservative, pretty, you know, middle-aged elderly, uh, this young gentleman came in here at a very early age and uh, did a lot. He really killed it. So what I want to do is I'm going to bring him on, introduce him, and then I'm going to interview him from a manner that he's probably not even being ex- expecting to be interviewed from, and that is, wow, I didn't even know if you were going to make it. Welcome to the show, Kirby Haynes. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Dell. Thank you for having me on today. So I think you understand what I'm saying. When you first came, you were different than if you walked into the room of there was 500 Lifestyles members, you probably only related to, and I'm not saying you who you actually related to, so don't get me wrong. You probably only looked like 10 of 500 in the room. Would you agree with that or am I just way off on that? No, you're correct, Del. I, I'm definitely one of the younger members. You know, I joined... About 11 years ago, and I was uh, 26 years old, so definitely uh, younger. I could have been one of your employees <laughs> rather than a member. <laughs> so let's talk about why I had fears for your success. And you know how you there's a normal prejudice in life about people that aren't like you, and you say, I don't know if these people can do what I did because they're not like me. So let's start out with this. One of my prejudices in life are instantaneous, gratificationally diseased individuals that want something right now. They have to have it this very moment. And 
that includes almost all salesmen by nature. And it's not that I don't like salesmen because I know the companies can't exist without salesmen. They're probably the most important person on a team in most cases. You know, give me a herd of cats that I can't control called salesmen over a herd of engineers that I can get them to do what I want but won't do anything unless I make them. I'm going to take the herd of cats every day. So don't take this wrong. I appreciate the value of a good salesman. But you had made the year before a massive amount of money, right? And you did it as a salesman. Is that not the case? Uh, I did. You know, um, I, I was in an ongoing service business, um, but it was, you know, kind of sales-based. I never viewed myself as a salesman because I never had to knock on doors. I never had to call people. I never had to ask for people to make a commitment, you know, as a traditional salesman did. I kind of was in a unique situation where I took over my dad's uh, financial book of business as a financial advisor and uh, I did not have to get new clients. I, I you know, I purchased in, um, my dad's client relationships. And so I walked into a situation where a lot of clients already knew me, were very comfortable with me. Uh, I just had to prove them my, you know, education and knowledge and my training that I got from my dad. And a lot of them saw my dad in me. And so, uh, again, I never really viewed myself as a salesman. You know, I'm going to uh, restate that for you then, Kirby, because okay. I want to get to the good side of this, but, but I want to get all this out first so that people can understand how amazed I am at the success you've had, okay? Uh, so let's not call it because you're a salesman. Let's call it you were a commission-based earner. Is that closer yes. to what you feel comfortable with? Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in commission-based, you eat what you kill. You can get out there and you can make a million bucks in a year. And I think you had told me when you came in, you had had a year something like that previous. Is that not the case? You had a big year the previous year before you came in, and then yeah, boom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 2008 kind of yeah. took everybody's donut and dunked it, right? They did. They did. And while everyone was, was you know, having, you know, financial losses and cuts in income in 2008, I was, uh, we had just gained a new relationship from a particular client. And, uh, yeah, our, our um, ongoing service fees uh, went up dramatically. And, um, you know, I just had to keep the clients happy. And so I was able to do that for a long period of time. All right. One more ding on the doorbell. Daddy's boy coming into daddy's business. Now, not you. I'm not pointing this at you. I'm pointing this at my personal prejudice. Oh, my God. Here's a daddy's boy took over his business and made all this money. Now he's going to come in here and act like he knows it all kind of thing. So we, we got the daddy boy, we got the type of business, we got the financial planner, which there's this unique relationship with people to come in and they're telling you more about finances than you know yourself. You were throwing statistics and numbers at me left and right, and you knew about all the stuff. And what do you think the bond market's going to do with our position here? What's going to happen there? And you were asking me questions that I'd never even studied. I had no idea to. And I'm just wondering, can this guy get down to buying anything? You know, or is he just going to speculate? All that turned out to be wrong. You came in and completely made it. So let's now talk about what you really felt when you first came in. What brought you into Lifestyles? Well, what brought me into Lifestyles was just my drop in income. You know, I made a lot of money in one year and I did a lot of research and tried to understand, you know, business and finance even more. And I realized I had two decisions. Uh, Number one, I could make more money. Or number two, I could cut my expenses. 
And I decided, well, don't want to cut my expenses, so I'm going to focus all my time and energy on making more money. And when I came into Lifestyles and to the uh, free intro class, you know, two-hour class, um, you discussed investing in real estate and passive income and cash flow, and those are all things I understood. And I already had some, you know, of that for my investments. And, you know, I was making 1000 2000 bucks a month, uh, which is pretty good for being my age, you know, uh, 26 years old. And so one thing that really caught my eye was the equity capture, you know, and you buy a house at a discount and you instantly grow your net worth. That day you buy that piece of real estate. And before I even joined Lifestyles, I had already done that with a house. I bought a house um, previous to Lifestyles, and uh, I captured about $38,000 of equity. And I realized that the power of real estate, um, even before joining Lifestyles, so I knew and understood the business plan, uh, understood cash flow, and that it's a long-term game. And you know, you can't get rich quick, but if you make good investments and you save your money and buy income-producing real estate, uh, it will build wealth for you. So when you came in with all this base knowledge, both is just financial information from what your previous education was, and having done some of this already, when you sat and took the two-day, was there anything left that was an aha moment for you, other than you said the equity capture was interesting to you? I don't think there was anything in particular. I think it was the series that you taught of both the single family and multifamily business. And you connected the dots of, you know, borrowing money from from banks to buy real estate helps increase your return from using other people's knowledge of, you know, real estate agents of lifestyles, realty to help you find houses and multifamily uh, apartments to invest and buy in. Uh, You really connected the dots and laid out the roadmap. And I understood each one of those on their on their own and kind of knew about them. But when you laid out the roadmap, I'm like, wow, all I have to do is follow the map that, you know, Lifestyles and Del Wamsley has lined out for me. And uh, I knew that it would be very successful for me long term. There was no doubt in my mind. I was extremely confident in my future. And all I had to do was take the steps of what you teach. And uh, yeah, that's what I've done. <laughs> Listen to so- Del Wamsley. <laughs> Let's tell everybody right now, and I left this out specifically so we could get this base information in. Currently, we're in 2021 right now. You own five apartment complexes that you are the lead investor in. You are the syndicator and the operator. And how many total units is that now? Uh, We are at 698 units. So you, you just killed it. You just killed it. And I saw... On your uh, resume, <laughs> the bullet points, boy, and I, I'm quite proud of this. You said, well, I beat Del Wamsley to retirement at 33 years of age instead of 34. We'll be right back with Kirby Haynes and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here on Tell Del Tuesday is Kirby, ha- Kirby Haynes out of Houston, Texas. Sorry, Kirby. And uh, he currently has somewhere around 698 units that is spread out over five apartment complex communities that he is the operating and managing partner for. He also has been in 17 multifamily passive deals, uh, which we haven't got to yet. He's also purchased uh, single-family houses. So he's done a little bit of it all, but all has come down to one very important thing. At a very early age of only 33 years of age, he replaced his very high personal earned income with passive income and retired. And as he says, he beat me by one year, holding the record for the youngest guy to retire. I don't know if that's a record. We have never really tracked it. But you, in, at this moment, you hold it until we track it as the youngest guy to retire at Lifestyles. Although I think there is some 27. No, John Boriak was younger than you, wasn't he? I think John was only like 28 or something. So whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still a fabulous yeah. accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if John Borak ever actually retired. I think he was just went from school and, and, and put to work as a leader, a sponsor. But uh, there was a period of time for a good year or so. I was fully retired. I had no job. I had no responsibilities. I had my passive income coming in. And um, and I thought, wow, I've accomplished this at such a young age. But just like you, Dell, all my friends were at work, you know, and uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do. And uh, I decided that... Um, I wanted, you know, a project to work on or something to do that I enjoyed and uh, with my time. I didn't have to work for the money, but I wanted to do something productive in society. So I decided to become a lead investor, and that's when I started buying my own apartment complexes um, about three years ago. And, um, you know, that's Well, let's take us through the time frame, Kirby. Kirby, let's take us through the time frame. When you first sure. joined... You'd already done some stuff. When did you buy all the houses? You owned a bunch of houses at one time, right? Five rental houses? Yeah. Yeah, I bought the houses between 2010 and uh, 2013. Bought five houses. Uh, and that was when did you buy the passive? Flow. When did you start buying the passive stuff? Um, the multifamily passive at the same time. Yeah. I started in 2010, 2011. I started so you, buying houses and multifamily passives at the same time. Okay, so you, you, you found a way to get into two different things that were both pretty passive. I mean, once you put the single-family deal together, it kind of just sits there. So that was your first goal, was to create passive income? Yes. Yeah. And with those five houses, it's pretty amazing. 
I was generating, I think, about seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a month. Maybe it was around two thousand dollars a month between those, those those houses. And I did that in just a period of few, a few years. And those down payments or my out of pocket cost was very small, anywhere from zero dollars up to, you know, I think my highest was ten thousand dollars. And uh, that income every month to me was the same amount as my father's pension, who he was receiving, you know, and worked for the same company for you know twenty, thirty years. And, you know, I wasn't seven years old collecting a pension. I was in my 20s, you know, collecting a pension. And that was a complete life changer just by itself. Just buying a few houses and taking those first few steps uh, was a complete game changer for me. Man, that's enlightening. That is enlightening. So what did your dad think about that, that you changed careers? Well, um, unfortunately, my my dad uh, uh, passed away uh, in the last number of years. But uh, he was always interested in real estate, but I think he was too scared of it to invest. You know, he didn't understand it. He thought there was just problems, and he didn't understand the right way to invest in single-family houses and multifamily houses. And uh, what I learned from Lifestyles, I tried to talk to him and teach him about it, but he just was—he wouldn't hear it. You know, my dad was a very smart, logical man, very driven, but— uh, and very disciplined, but he just he would not listen to the information uh, and understand it. So, you know, um, well, let's, let's I, try I to dig into thought, this. But, uh, let's throw some numbers out there. I mean, because your story can go anywhere. It's just I could go on all day long interviewing you with all the different things that you've done. Let's talk about and get some numbers in front of people because I think they're phenomenal. And to be able to share these with people you know, is, is something that you should be very proud of. It says here that over the 11 years, your net worth has grown 1,000%. Can yeah. you explain that to us, what that means? Give sure. us some real numbers, what that means. Sure. So when you add, uh, uh, when you have a 1,000% return, all you really do is you add a zero. So if you have $100,000 net worth, you're now a millionaire. Your $100,000 is now $1 million. You know, if you join Lifestyles or you start an investment and you start with a million dollars and you have 1,000% return over a very long period of time, because it takes a long time, you know, 10 years is what it take about taking me, you now have $10 million. And all it really is is a continuation of what you teach us, is that you teach us to double our money uh, when we buy a piece of real estate and earn very high rates of return and then to continuously double our net worth until we're able to retire. You know, I, I think that's exactly what the two-day uh, class book says. You know, I still have my original ones, you know. And, I'm, I, and what happens is when you double your money about three to four times, it's not a three or 400% return. You're at a 1,000% return because for instance, you invest $100,000, it doubles, you now have two hundred. Your $200,000 doubles, you now have 400000 Your 400000 doubles, you're at $800,000, right? If you double it one more time, you're at $1.6 million. So somewhere between the third and the fourth double or refinance cash out that we do, you have a 1,000% return on your net worth. So you figure about an average about every two years is when these deals turn over, either by refinance or sale, uh, maybe mm-hmm. three or four for the slower ones. You know, So there's an average somewhere in there. But if that, yeah. let's say every three years, your money doubles. Mm-hmm. 
Now, here's the interesting yeah. point to that, Kirby. At your age now, now you're in mid-30s, and yeah. most people say, okay, once you retire, you start worrying about can you survive. At your age, you're going to run into the same issue that I ran into is that, okay, what if it doubles again? You know? yeah. and, and if that happens and keeps happening for the next 30 years, yeah. or is it something where you just slow down and say, you know what, I don't really need all that money? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I tried that three or four different times to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm just going to start spending all my money. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to buy anything more. I just don't care. I'll just teach and have fun teaching and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody comes along, does something great, or the economy changes, and I'm right back in it again, buying more stuff, growing that income. It's a weird thing. Yeah. You think that's going to happen to you? I think it is. You know, I, I've adopted uh, being a real estate investor into my identity. And I tell people I'm a lifelong real estate investor, and I will do it as long as I'm able to. And uh, even when, you know, I leave this world, uh, my investments will still keep producing for my family and, you know, my nonprofit uh, organizations that uh, we're involved with. So, um, yeah, I, I, I may go different speeds. I may buy different properties at different times, but uh, it's a lifelong uh, you know, process that you do, just like, you know, the, uh, the government uses the 401k and the regulations to help force people to save me for old age, you know, at age 60 or 70, you know, and, 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 and uh, hope they don't run out of money before they die, you know. Well, we want to run, we want to get out of this before we run out of time. We'll take a short break. Be right back with right, Kirby right. Ains and Del Wamsley Radio Show. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Del Wamsley Radio Show with me here today is Kirby Haynes. Kirby has accomplished many, many goals in just the last 10 or 11 years. He's been a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, not the least of which is owning 698 units that he is the operating partner on, uh, not the least of having over a 1,000% return on his net worth since he's been here, uh, 17 different investments in other people's multifamily properties, uh, six or no, five single-family properties, and retiring by the age of 33 years of age. All these are incredible accomplishments, Kirby. Let's talk about another topic, and I'm, I'm taking you to a lot of places that I don't take the average person because you have some topics that might be shared with people your age or when you started that might make them more interested. And this one is one of those. Um, kids, short-term attention spans, can't focus, have no goals, have no desire to get ahead, don't even know what they want, don't even know where they're going to be, have no dreams in this day and age in our society. Kids are basically lost, and all they want to do is party. Now, when I met you, you were a party machine, and I've quite honestly been to one or more of your parties and seen you at other parties. You're a very social individual. Um, so I know that you were at least a part of that fun group of being young. What is it do you want to say to kids that age that, hey, partying's great, but look what you could have if you'd started at an earlier age thinking about the future? Can you share that with young kids? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I think 
going back through history, I think every society and country, you know, elders have said the younger generation is lost. They don't want to work. They don't, <laughs> you know, uh, they're not productive. And, and there's always people like that. There's always going to be a certain percentage of that. I don't know if it's a higher percentage today than it has been in the past. I don't think it is. I hope it's not. But um, what would I say to them is, is, is what I tell myself and what I use to guide myself is make a decision today that your future self will thank you for. And, you know, anyone can go out and party and drink and sleep in and, and you know, uh, have fun. And, yes, we have fun, but I do it very responsibly. I don't make any bad decisions. You know, I don't like staying out too late, <laughs> you know. Um, and I know that after the party's over, you know, we have to get back to life and we have families to serve and we have, children to take, you know, take care of as a society and, and responsibilities with jobs and, you know, uh, be responsible to your community. Um, so I would just say, you know, make a decision today that your future self will thank you for, because when you answer that question, you will always make the right decision and you will always be thankful for what you've done in the past. Now, as you've gone through this for 11 years, I know that you have attached yourself to a lot of really great investors and lifestyles. I mean, you're, you're very good at networking and you've picked out some really successful people to be your friends. I'm gonna take it the other direction a little bit because I'd like to hear about those also, but really wanna know, what have you told young people when you met them that they should do? Is there, do you have any advice for younger people that are thinking about doing something like this? Yeah, is that um, I, I would, Get involved in, in network with lifestyles, you know, save your money, uh, educate yourself, you know, read the books on the lifestyles, uh, you know, required reading list. Um, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book. Um, spend time with people who you want to be like, you know, if there's other successful real estate investors, you know, connect with them, uh, get to know them. And um, when you're around other successful people, uh, you should be successful if you do with what they advise you to do. And, you know, um, a lot of people think I'm really intelligent and, and maybe I do know some things, but I think the key to my success is that I've always asked the most successful people what to do uh, in my life. And so, you know, when you when I came to Lifestyles, uh, I, I did exactly what my mentors told me to do, you know, and now that I'm a lead investor, I talk to a lot of other lead investors or sponsors and I get the best ideas from them and I implement it in my life and in my businesses. And so I would say just, just network and be around other successful people who are doing what you want to do. Well, you are good at networking. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think you've ever met somebody that, you know, you can't meet an enemy. You're one of those nice guys. Um, let's take a look now back at some of the stuff you've done. Let's start with your passive investment deals. When you first started buying passive investment deals, were you more inclined to study up the deal itself or the lead itself? What what did you put more weight on, the jockey or the horse? You know, that's a very good question. And I think you always start at, at um, looking at the lead investor. You know, um, do they have the traits of being a successful lead investor? You know, do they understand business? Do they understand in investing? Do they have the ability to manage other people with, you know, uh, 
managing their, their work output and, and meeting the payroll every week? You know, have they been a successful business owner before? You know, have they saved some money in their life and they have some sort of wealth that has proven that, you know, they should be doing, you know, they're doing what they should be doing, which is, you know, uh, saving your money, making good investments, you know, and thinking about the future, um, you know, because you don't want to invest with someone who typically, uh, you know, has no money, doesn't understand business and, you know, wants to get rich quick by buying one piece of real estate. Well, that's not how this works, you know. You need to understand business. You need to constantly be growing, educating yourself, and understand that um, the lead investor has a huge outcome on the success of a property. On the deals you looked at, after you went through and decided which leads you would go with, um, were you looking for yield plays or value plays, or did you care? You know, I didn't really care. Um, you know, I think the absolute definition of yield play and value play uh, are hard to come by. I think the vast majority of properties and opportunities lie somewhere in between. And, you know, I think you can use the, the hybrid label of, you know, a deal that has value creation and cash flow on almost all of the lifestyles properties. You know, it's very rare that you come across a property or investment that is only a yield play or only a value play. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So I, I didn't... I'm going to share with everybody. I'm going to share with everybody the extreme example because there is an extreme example of a yield play or a value play. An extreme example of a yield play is a Class A property. It's brand new, and you just bought it from the builder, and it's 100% occupied, and there's absolutely nothing to do except collect money. That's a yield play. The other other extreme is a value play, and that's a deal that is dirt, and you have absolutely no opportunity to make money until you build something and fill it up. Or secondarily, you buy something that's boarded up and you're starting from the ground zero. Those are the two extreme definitions. So go ahead with what you're saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. But for people out there that don't know what we know, I wanted them to understand that these are two different ways to invest. Either you're investing in something that needs a lot of work, which is a value play, and you're looking for massive capital gains, or you're looking for something to yield play, which means there's nothing to do except collect money. Now, like you said, most of the stuff we do is somewhere in between. Sorry to cut you off on that, but that definition... I needed it out there for people that were listening for the first time. Yeah, that, that is very much correct. You know, uh, there are examples of that of you know properties that are boarded up, um, and you can invest in those. But I, I you know, if, if I came across one, I would consider it. Um, those are riskier. But at the same time, when you buy a yield play, a class A, it's brand new. Like you said, all you have to do is collect the rent. Well, when time goes by and rents go up a little bit, and maybe you start collecting some other income. Um, before you know it, your property's worth more in value, you know, and then now you have a hybrid deal that was originally a yield play, you know, that has some value and you can refinance cash out. And so, you know, I always kind of joke, every yield play turns into a hybrid. And um, at some point, you're going to be able to do a refinance cash out, whether it's three years, five years, 10 years, at some point, it's going to be a hybrid. So um, very good point. Very good point. So when you started buying for yourself, and transition from being a passive investor behind other lead investors. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your thoughts? Your first deal, what were you looking for in your first deal? I wanted something, a property that was around 100 units that was large enough to be able to support the payroll of one property manager in the office and one maintenance guy. Uh, the reason is because I did not want to buy a property so small that 
you know, I would be the leasing agent and say maybe a 20 unit apartment complex where, um, you know, I'm the leasing agent. I'm the, uh, I'm not the maintenance guy, but I'd have to coordinate with contractors and whatnot. I wanted at least a small team of two, two other employees. And I wanted something that had, uh, opportunity to, you know, have good occupancy at 90, 95%, but maybe the management was asleep at the wheel right now. And, uh, just changing management companies, changing ownership, buying the property, you know, running the, doing things that are, I consider very basic, you know, improves property operations. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Kirby Haynes and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today with me on Tell Del Tuesday is Kirby Haynes out of Houston, Texas. Uh, again, just for those of you tuning in, uh, let's talk about this gentleman's accomplishments. It, it's mid-30s, probably 36 years of age, somewhere in that area. Uh, has already done 17 passive multifamily deals. He has also done five single-family rental homes, and he's currently the lead investor and syndicator for 698 units in five different apartment communities. So he's got quite a few results, over a thousand percent increase in his net worth since the beginning of time and uh, just keeps moving along. Kirby, we're at the last segment of the show now. Let's talk about future goals. What, what, do, you, what do you think that you're looking forward to in life? You know, uh, I think now as I've become a lead investor, I have realized um, the, the value in, uh, in enjoying life and having peace. And uh, I just, uh, we have enough income now so that my husband uh, can retire. And uh, he's gone part-time now. And I think next month he'll completely retire, um, you know. And he's, you know, around my age. And um, now we can spend more time together and enjoy, you know, uh, our lives more. Are you guys travel kind of people? Uh, we are. We like to travel. You know, uh, uh, we bought a, uh, a second home in uh, Corpus Christi uh, on Padre Island, and uh, we really enjoy um, fishing and we enjoy the outdoors. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful home, and it's a very nice area. And we also go up and travel to the uh, mountains of New Mexico, um, and we have a we stay up there on the river uh, in Red River uh, near Taos and Santa Fe, and we enjoy that quite a bit throughout the year and so yeah we do travel uh we've gone on a lot of cruises uh, in the caribbean and around the world and uh we'll probably be doing more of that in the future excellent you guys ever thought about kids uh no we really haven't um it's you know it's kind of hard to, to do that but uh it is possible but it's something that uh we just haven't haven't really pursued well, I understand. Some people just aren't kids people, but, man, there's thousands of kids out there that could use adoption, no oh, doubt. Yeah. And sure. uh, you guys have got the success behind you. You'd be good parents to be able to teach people what to do. So um, let's talk about friends and family. What do they see going on around you? Uh, you know, friends and family, I'm, I'm, uh, they've seen my, my progress in lifestyles, and, uh, and a lot of them have become members and investing in real estate and improved their financial lives you know, with passive income and growing their net worth. And, um, 
family and friends have benefit quite a bit just because of my membership and involvement and with lifestyles and I share it with everyone I can who's you know willing and able to listen and educate themselves and uh, you know I, I think that's that's great uh, my, as far as goals you asked me about I don't have a big step goal of you know accomplishing this or that I've always been kind of what's the next step or what is the next thing we do today or this month or this quarter and I kind of take life one step at a time you know because uh, some people like to set huge goals I, I don't you know I just want to do what can we do right now you know what makes sense should we spend our time on and uh, if you just keep doing that over and over you always meeting your goals and always hitting you know making progress and there's an unlimited uh, potential where that might take you so I have I have no idea where my future may lay but uh, I'm going to keep you know, taking the next step and, and making a little bit of progress on everything in life. I think I'm kind of the same way. I don't, you know, I'm always satisfied. It's a weird thing. I'm always satisfied with where I'm at until yeah. I'm not. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, right. yeah, hey, what about that over there? Okay, you know, it's like a dog with a ball. You know, they don't really want the ball, but if you throw the ball in front of them, they'll probably chase after it kind of thing. That's That's right. kind of the way I live my life, too, so... Uh, do you have anybody you want to give credit to? I know you've networked with a lot of really good investors here. Is there somebody, one or more, that has really given you the direction that helped you a lot? You know, there's a lot over the last 11 years. There's a lot of lifestyles, mentors, and lead investors, and even passive, you know, investors, other lifestyles members that I've talked to, that I've gathered knowledge from, and uh, they've given me good advice. There's, there's, Many of them that um, I, I connect with and, and value uh, the friendship with, and so I would just say um, uh, that's the value of Lifestyles Unlimited is that I have so many friends and connections that um, together that's the real value of Lifestyles is its membership and all its members and the collective knowledge that we all have and we all share is is unbelievable. Um, there's not one question or problem that I can't figure out a solution to, um, I just have to maybe, you know, call one person or call the second person or third person, or, you know, tells me, oh, we'll call this so-and-so. They know how to fix that problem, and I call them, and, you know, I get the answer. And, and um, so we have unbelievable collective knowledge. So I would say just thank you to everyone. Uh, there's so many people to think about. Uh, and that that's, leads that's, me that's to... the value of being a member of Lifestyles. Leads me to one last question. We've got to keep it short. We've only got about half a minute here. Yep. That is, okay. being from the financial world where everybody's got to have their secret plan and their, their, their company secrets, were you surprised how open people were with their finances when you got here? I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I've always been uh, open about investing in education and business and stuff. I think it's just because my dad, you know, made me read three business newspapers every day, and, and we had to discuss it and understand what's going on in economics. And, you know, if he said you don't understand business and numbers, you're not going to be successful in life. And so I've always been open about discussing money and investing with anyone. So I was not surprised. I very much enjoy it, how open everyone is and how willing they are to share. Great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing what you've shared with us today. And uh, congratulations on all the massive success you've had in the last 11 years. Look forward to yeah. 11 more just like it. And uh, remember that as you go through this, as Curtis is saying, it's not how much money you have. It's not the money. It's the quality of the lifestyle.
That's what it's yeah. all about. And the right. money just comes. So, Kirby, thanks a lot for being on the show and the rest of you out there. Just keep saying it to yourself. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Dale. Bye-bye. Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. Audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 